You're listening to the Sewing and Grown podcast and radio show with Jay and Jay. All right, everyone, welcome back to the Sewing and Growing podcast with Jay and Jay and the second couple that we've had actually yes. on this podcast, and we're super excited. We have the Stones with us, yes. which is yes. much which yes. is much better than having, <laughs> say, a kidney stone or anything. Yeah. It's much it's better to have the Stones yeah. with us than having Stones in us. That's not yeah. beneficial. Yeah. Thing. That's weird. That's painful and kind of strange. Yeah. And we're talking about a subject that yeah. maybe to a lot of people feels painful and kind of strange. Yeah. Families, yeah. but uh, God has given the Stones wisdom through things they've learned things they've gotten straight from the lord and Amen. built a whole curriculum curriculum oh might gosh. not be the right word no, yeah, course course yeah. curriculum class yeah, yeah class uh, course. but it's built and it's from them and we're super excited to have them so why don't you just start off letting us know a little bit about you uh so those who don't know you get to know you a little bit better absolutely well first thank you for having us yes this thank is you so much incredible uh, i told my our kids and uh, they were like oh my gosh this is incredible and then a couple of them were like what's a podcast you know? yeah <laughs> was like you know the really younger ones yeah, Good so we, showed them, yeah we showed them you guys and i'm like okay see that that's what we're gonna be doing and they were pretty stoked but um yes stoked i'm a 90s 80s child so stoked, stoked and I dynamite still, i still use stoked i do too it's a great word so. i'm never stopping so i'm never yeah. stopping yeah. i just won't yeah i won't but um yeah I, um did we, did we did you say your names? No, I'm about to. Okay. Yeah, okay. I was, I was taking a breath. We could leave it a mystery. Yeah. 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 Well, it, it, guest one, guest two. Who are you? So, guest one, I guess you can go first. So, I'm, I'm Danielle Stone. And I'm Kali'i Stone. Kali'i. That's good. Kali'i. Everybody who's listening, you, you say his name Kali'i. Kali'i. Not Kali'i. <laughs> Which and I don't Kali'i. know how to spell it. Kali'i. How do you spell that? K A L I apostrophe I. Ooh, anytime you got an apostrophe, yeah. let us know the origin serious, of yes. your name. It is Hawaiian, yes. actually. Yes. And fun fact, we're getting, I actually just, my for a present, my dad bought me the uh, ancestry thing. Nice. So we're about to find out how much Hawaiian I actually am. Yeah. Well, you look pretty Hawaiian. Really. I look pretty right? Hawaiian. You're I like, feel like I'm mostly like Irish and like German though. Yeah. So when I was in youth group and you were my youth leader, I always looked to you as like the rock. <laughs> like you <were laughs> looked, looked like the like rock. The rock. <laughs> Literally. Yeah. We thought it'd be funny if he gets a test back and he's only like 1% Hawaiian. <laughs> actually, like, wait, my what? dad <laughs> took a test and it came back and it was like, he had no Hawaiian in it, but it was like, it said Filipino and he's like, what the heck? And then they found out that just how they labeled it, like oh. that it's in there they just so. kind of put it all together yeah. so. well i'm a pichinati and i only came back with seven percent italian isn't that crazy wow. it is crazy it's so yeah. crazy i haven't i don't know what i am i'm, I'm you're a, a son of the most high god <laughs> yes, exactly. you have new DNA. <laughs> i think i'm a little german a little english in it yeah than, according to my german. grandmother i have cherokee in me but uh, I, okay. that, i've heard that too. i don't know if that's true see so, yeah, yeah. i heard the same thing <laughs> cherokee so but yeah we're yeah. been married about 21 years to do yep. the math because we just crossed over. So yep. <laughs> 21 years and have eight children. Yep. Ranging Say from, that one more time. Have eight <laughs> children. Eight children. <laughs> Biological children. That's a zero yes. with a belt on it, folks. <laughs> yeah. Number eight. <laughs> yeah, ranging from 18 to what, seven months now. Yeah. So, wow. 19 so, almost, yeah. actually. I think he's it's 19. a busy house yeah. for sure, but we I, love it. Sometimes I forget that you have certain children. Yeah. And I see them running around. I'm like, who is that? Yeah. Oh, right. Whose kid is this? <laughs> Whose child? <No. laughs> yeah. I mean, that's in a nutshell. I mean, we... Yeah. 
I don't know what else, historically so, speaking. But. So tell us a little bit of the history on this course. What's it called? So the course is called Families Built Strong. Yeah, and how did you guys decide upon it? What happened? And then we'll just get into the meat sure. of it. Yeah. Um, so it's funny. It started... I think basically, I don't know, five, six years ago, I can't even keep track anymore. Um, God dropped it in my heart about families related, like something family related. We thought it was going to be like a YouTube channel yeah. or, I um, mean, hey, it might still be a, down the road. There might be a, like a YouTube channel coming, but um, we were like, okay, well, first I was like, Mm-mm, no, I, my, my kids are still young. The jury's out if whether I'm, what I'm doing is yeah. actually working. So <laughs> we'll see. And then through the course of a couple of years, the Holy Spirit just kept kind of pricking my heart a little bit saying, no, we need to get this going. And then I almost had kind of a John Bevere moment where it was like, if you don't do this, I'm finding somebody else. And I was like, Oh, okay. So then I finally had the courage to tell her and she was like, I love it. Let's do it. And I'm like, yeah. Yeah, okay, let's do it. You know, cause I knew what that was going to entail. You know, when you, you know, and preachers and pastors know this, when you go to broach a subject, you're going to be tested in that subject. You know, you're going to be put through that. And so I was like, do I want to bring my family through this? Do I want to, we have a really good thing going right now. Do I really want to put them under that subjugation of, of being tested in that way? And so we finally, we prayed and we were like, no, this is Holy spirit. We got to do it. So let's do it. And so that's kind of what started it. And then it became basically a compilation of everything we had learned the curriculums we had gone through, the the books we had read, and and how to dial it in to a place where it was, you know, bite size. You know, so for example, in in the foundation foundation section, we have the second video in that is being eternity minded, so being driven by eternity. So if you can imagine, we're trying to take John Bevere's driven by eternity curriculum and condense it into six minutes. You know what I mean? So it's like stuff like that. It was a task, but we wanted to make sure that we had all the pieces that we felt could, uh, get somebody started in building their family up. So that's kind of the, the brief history. I don't know if you want to add anything, but, um, yeah, just, just watching how God has grown it bigger than we even thought has been kind of crazy. Cause like, like you said, it kind of started out as like, we thought it was going to be a YouTube channel. Yeah. And then the bigger it got, we're like, wow, this is so much bigger than we thought it was going to we be. Were actually, I was actually talking with Wayne Pollard and I sat down with him to get his take on it. And he was like, nah, there's something bigger here. And I was like, well, okay. Like what? Yeah. You know, I'm just thinking some YouTube videos, that's it. And then he was like, no, no, there's something here. You need yeah, to, like, to you dig need it to out. Go down so, that path and I had had a, a meeting with pastor Mark, like, the next day or the week after and he was like no this there's this is a need there's a need for a parenting class we have a lot on marriage but we don't have much on parenting i mean we have fragmented books and different things but like nothing that'll take you from point a to point b you know what i mean so that's where it kind of evolved into a course and and or a curriculum and it's one of those ones that's on it's going to continue to grow it's not locked in so if foundation is, is that where it starts? I would imagine that's yes. where it starts. What goes on top of that? Is there different sections of this course? Yes. So what are those sections? So the first one we start out is the foundations, and then we go into the matters of the heart and, and really learning how to to parent the heart and not the external. Because yeah. a lot of times parents get caught up in this, um, the kids screaming, having a meltdown. We want to a- address that behavior, but we need to address the heart, not yeah, the behavior. It's not just behavior right? modification. Right. Because that doesn't get to the heart. So. Exactly, exactly. And so then it goes from the matters of the heart. We Once you're kind of grounded in, in all the things in the foundation and we've learned the matters of the heart, then we 
having those two, then we go into the discipline section. And I know a lot of parents are like, I want to go straight to that. But it's like, <laughs> yes, you know, okay. yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's like, no, no, no. And, and quite honestly, when we were making the foundation section, we were like, this is going to be the one that is going to test the parents the most because you want to get to the meat first, right? I mean, everybody, even like in music, every instrumentalist wants to solo and, and shred or do something, but it's like, you need those rudiments, you need those basics. And so you get to the foundation, you get to the matters of the heart, then you can start learning with a proper mindset, how to discipline in a godly fashion. And so then after that, it comes the communication where we take people and we, we help the parents and the kids have this back and forth dialogue and i you know like i think it was daniel kale was that his name um he had like a lot on empathy and a lot of stuff like that and so we we that's all basically in there and how to relate to your child how to communicate how to cast vision all of that stuff and then the the final one for now is the um family unit so this is kind of like roles how to play the strengths how to you know, incorporate chores and different things like that. And so that's where it's at now. It'll continue to grow. And this is, this isn't one of those things where the course is there and then you go through it and you're done. This is going to be interactive. This is going to be, as we get feedback, we can start adding videos to it and start answering the more popular questions and be like, well, that was great. I like your video on this, but I need more. Can you, can you elaborate on that subject? And then we can kind of see the needs of the parents and start to, acquire this course. And and the way we see it is over the course of time, this course will be built by the people, the parents, the people that want the information. So it'll be, Hey, I want to, I want to learn more about this. Okay. Well, let's add that in. That seems to be a hot button for a lot of parents. So yeah. 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 And that's going to stem a lot from the community Yeah, that's going to be, that's being set up for that. So we're a forum where people can ask questions and, and, talk to each other and things like that so yeah so when you guys had your first couple of scrumbles i'm gonna call kids scrumbles got it um <laughs> i knew what you meant yeah <laughs> so that was obviously i thought that a was a ago. fight i was <laughs> like you had scrumbles no, 18 years ago <laughs> right what type of were you just winging it and then at some point you were like we really need to figure out like how to raise our kids I, like yeah. what were what was your plan of attack your method you know with your first kids and now you know you just had a kid yeah um how has your style changed and and like you know what were you using at the beginning versus now how's it evolved no, that's a great question yeah. um when we first had our oldest dorian it was literally like oh what are we doing like in, in my background <laughs> i don't have like you know, uh, my parents were amazing, but I came from a, a broken home, I guess you could say. My parents were split. Um, so there wasn't, and not only that, they didn't know, um, there was no Christianity. There was no, it was just kind of, and it wasn't bad, but it wasn't like, how do I, how, how do I navigate the Bible and raising, like you say, raise your children up in the admonition of the Lord, but what does that even mean? You know, like, so that's when the questions started coming in where we were like, okay, well, we need to figure this out. We need to figure out you know, how are we going to do this? And thankfully with new creation, they had like the marriage class and all that. So that kind of pointed us in a direction of looking into parenting books. And so then we started taking some of like the love and respect, the five love languages and all that. And my brain didn't process it for just marriage, but like you can use the love languages with your children. You can use love and respect with your children. And then he comes out with a book, love and respect for parents or for teenagers or for families or something. Um, 
And so that's what kind of gave us, okay, let's just start digging into all this information and materials. And then um, to, as far as what changed, um, we became a lot more lax. And so we actually had to like <laughs> tighten up the belt and we're, that's, we're quite literally in the process of like, okay, we need to go back to some things. I need to revisit this course myself and be like, okay, we got out of shape on a couple of things. So let's re-implement some of this stuff. And so, and, and kind of, you know, round the troops up again and go back to what we know works. And so, yeah. And I think one of the things that changed from the beginning to as the kids got a little older is our understanding of even like personality types and things like that. Cause we didn't know anything about that when we had like littles, we didn't understand. We didn't know personality types and it's things true. like that. So as we grew in that, then we could better parent um, individual kids and just knowing that information and that's something that came later. So yeah, it's true. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's interesting that you mentioned that. I asked my dad sometimes like how much different are all your kids? I mean, I think I can tell, yeah. but my dad's like, it's crazy. Like, same mom, same dad, oh, yeah. completely different people. Isn't it crazy? I but know. I would imagine so you, your initial response is wanting to act the same way with each it is. kid. It yeah. is. It so, is. It's so easy to just know try to you, cookie cutter, you know? Exactly. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's true. Yeah. So I know it's inside your curriculum, but how can parents start to figure out what are some things they should look for to kind of notice how to handle different yeah. kids? Well, I think, you know, like in, basically, especially like you look at the course and this is when we made the course, it was just constant prayer, constant, like, okay, how, how do you see this God? You have the big picture. And he really just kept taking it back to the basic principles. And so that's, you know, for me, I would encourage parents to say, okay, first, you obviously want to start off and make sure that you put God in the right in the right place, right? He has to be first. And I know that sounds yeah. like most people go, yeah, 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 I know that. But you can't brush over that. It's so important because there's so many times where I'll be in like, I don't know, just doing something mindless. And all of a sudden the Holy Spirit will be like, hey, why don't you, why don't you do something like implement family night? And okay, what do you mean by that? Okay, well, we're going to let, let's weekly get together as a family and da 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 da. And I'll get this Holy Spirit inspired idea, or Daniel will be like, hey, um, I feel like we need to do this and we need to do this and that and this and that. And so the Holy Spirit will constantly be helping you through this entire process if you have God in the right place. And that's why we start off like, okay, you need to put God first. You need to have Him first. He needs to be in that place. And then from there, um, we talk about, being eternity minded. And again, that's important because you need to know if we're just going to go and approach parenting from a natural state, then you're in trouble. You know what I mean? We're going to get worked so hard. So it's like, if you're looking at things, you know, for me, when I'm trying to make decisions before I even come to Danielle and be like, Hey, this is kind of why I feel like God's telling me here's how I'm processing it. And then she can take her, Oh yeah, I'm getting the same thing in prayer and we can discuss how we're going to do this. It all lines up to how is this going to, going to affect eternity? And so I know that's big picture, but it's so important because it makes all your decisions easier because if you right. know what you're called to do and you know what your children, to some extent, you're getting an idea of what they're going to be called to do, or you have an idea of where they're the direction they might be going. Like, you know, for example, Miley, she was singing harmonies at like six years old or something crazy like yeah. that. It she was like songs come on and she's like, boom, harmonies. I'm like, how are you doing that? So it's like, as a parent, you recognize, okay, there's a gift there we need to foster and, and cultivate and uh, an interest. And so then having that mindset and having that 
eternal mindset of what we're doing, that allows us to take, okay, now we get a vision. We have this family vision. We're going to make a family vision based on being eternal minded. And everything we do kind of stems around that. And it's just like New Creation Church, right? Every member in their place to see the glory of God and possess the land. So you have this overall picture. And then now any decision you make with your parents, or I mean with your kids as parents, you could say, okay, well, we're not going to do this because this contradicts what God's called us to do as a family. We're not going to do this because, it, you know, like when we were deciding on schooling styles, we were like, okay, how are we going to do this? What's God called us to do? Um, that became something where we just held it up to the vision and said, okay, this is where we want to go. This is where we know God's called us to go. What is going to facilitate that the best? And so that became something where we just were like, okay, well, you know, it, it's hard. You have to make sacrifices and decisions and things that aren't easy, but that's, you know, that's life. And so we were just like, okay, well, um, I don't know if that fully answered your question, but that's the mindset that we came from to say, okay, now every decision that we make, um, every style that we're, whatever we're deciding to take on, it has to line up with what God's called us to do as a family. So I believe that each one of us, each member has a, a call on their life, right? But I also believe that we as the Stone family have a call on our lives as a unit, as a team. And so that's where me as the head of the house, so to speak, that's where my role comes in. Is It's my job to help facilitate in working with Danielle to say, okay, this is where God's called us to do. What do you think? Here's how we're going to do this. And then she'll add her supply. And then together, we move forward as a family into the things that God's called us to do while simultaneously facilitating each every each member's personal you know calling on their lives and so and it helps uh, make decisions because you already know kind of what where you're going and yeah. so things that are peripheral that don't fit you can cut them off and sometimes they're painful like i don't want to get rid of that but it doesn't yeah. fit it's not worth where we're going so it just helps yeah. you make decisions well, i heard a quote <clears throat> um i don't know who it's by but they said if you don't know who you are you'll act like any anything yeah right? absolutely uh, you'll act like someone you're not it's the same thing with vision if you don't have a vision yeah er, anything goes right yeah exactly yeah, yeah. if there's no parameters or standards then it's like yeah sure bring it in yeah sure we'll oh, do man. that yeah sure we'll do that and then you're getting pulled in all types of directions yeah. exactly instead of moving forward you're you're there's movement happening but it's mm -hmm. backward it's lateral right it's not progressing forward so right. having a singular vision as a family i totally see why that's yeah crucial I mean, yeah. we cast off rest restraint, right? You know? So it is, it's, I'm big on that vision is huge. And yeah. we spent, you know, a good amount of time in prayer in the beginning, trying to seek God on what that would be for our family and what direction we needed to move. And, and, you know, the beauty of that is once you have it, then it, it becomes easier. Like Danielle said, the decisions become easier. The, the, or more simplistic, I should say, you, you get to a place where you're like, well, we all want to take this vacation or we all want to do this, but that's going to contradict what God's called us to do. Or even cases where it's like, oh, what job should I take? Or, um, you know, private, public, homeschool, which, which direction should I go? And it's like, to me, as long as you have that vision in place and what you're doing matches up with that, then you could be, you're probably on the right track. Yeah. And it, and it helps you can establish like where you're going in like one year, five years, 10 years, and just seeing that long-term 
and being able to just kind of move in that direction. Plus, it so. gets buy-in from the kids. Yeah, absolutely. You know what I mean? When yeah. they're sitting there and they're saying, why do we have to do this? Why do we have to – you know, like one of the beautiful things about, you know, um, our kids is I remember when we – I just – you know, have a habit of spending time in the word daily. Right. And that's all I was doing. Like I wasn't shoving it down my kids' throats. I wasn't doing anything like teaching them the importance of reading the word. I was just trying to fill my own self. Right. And Dorian and Kieran, the two oldest in particular, they picked up on that and I walk in and all of a sudden they're reading their Bibles. I'm like, what are you guys doing? And they're like, Oh, we're just reading. I'm like, that's awesome. Like what part, you know, like, are you in like song of Solomon or something? Like what's going on? You know, um, you know, they're like, well, no, we just, you know, I think Kira was like, I'm reading Proverbs or something like that. And I was just like, wow, that's incredible. You know, that influence to, you know, uh, I hadn't gotten to that point where, I mean, they were young and I hadn't gotten to the place where I was like, okay, we're going to help you implement daily habits. We were just following what our vision was Leading and they by knew example. it. Yeah. So just for those that listen to this podcast who are in a similar boat as me, not having children, mm -hmm. uh, I know it's taught here and we've all heard that preparation time isn't wasted time. Right. And there's tons of preparation that young adults make to get married, Yeah, which obviously is the first start if you want to really build a godly family, yeah. but not necessarily tons as a single person or as a newly married person on parenting. Right. Uh, what would you give to the person... First off, who's like, kids, man, I don't know if I really want kids. And I know some people really might feel led not to have kids, right. but maybe that's not from the Lord. They're just like, what's the big <laughs> deal about kids? Yeah. Yeah. Terrified, had a bad experience. Bad what bad is experience. Well, some people <laughs> yeah. I, I yeah, hate yeah. Chil yeah. children yeah, because yeah. they hate their childhood and it's rough. We're aware of those people because they look at us funny. When they <laughs> hate, hate children come running down. So what would you say is the best preparation for someone who doesn't have kids? that they can work on that you've learned yeah. through your time and your expertise in this subject? It's a good question. I, I mean, for me, there was an element of preparation before we had kids. I didn't know it at the time, but I was just digging into anything I could get my hands on, on leadership, anything. I know, I think Daniel Kale was talking about leadership. I was like, yeah, man. That, I mean, it's, he's spot on. Like the principles that you use in leadership is exactly the same when you're parenting because That's you're true. leading, you're influencing. I mean, leadership Absolutely. is influence. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, even Danielle recently, she was like, I need to like, I want to try to grow in certain areas. She picked up a leadership book to try and help the areas that she's like, okay, I want to work on this. I want to work on that. Um, she grabbed a leadership book and started digging into that because it's, it's so key. So I would say you start digging in. I mean, I know it's like kind of semi superficial, but learning their personalities and their love languages and different things has helped me personally and us so much yeah, in communicating so much. with them because like, so you take, um, I'll just use our oldest two. Um, you take Dorian, who's a, what we, we call a sanguine, right? He's a, um, bubbly kind of like energetic. He's the life of the party kind of guy. And he'll, he'll go in and he'll just like have a blast. And he's just all about people and, and hanging out with people, not yeah. really into the details of things. And that's just not his personality. Kieran is the exact opposite. He's like a mini me. He is analytical. He'll go through, like he wants the details and Miley's the same way. She's like, she's another mini me wants the details. And so if I'm sitting there and I'm talking to Dorian, I'm, even if I'm casting vision, 
I'm not going to sit there and be like, okay, so step one, step two, step three, step four to Dorian, because he's going to be like, oh, this is such a droner. Like, I hate this. <laughs> but Kieran's going to be like, well, okay, okay, yeah, uh-huh. And he'll probably, you know, start marking it down, writing it down. Like a sanguine needs to know how much fun it's going to be. Right, exactly. So, yeah, <laughs> you need great. to come at them with like, a, hey, this is going to be so fun. This is going to be amazing. Here's the end result. It's going to be incredible. Are you in? I'm in. Let's do this. There's going to be people there, you know. And so, like, <laughs> just kind of honing those skill sets and those um, and like Daniel Kale said, like that empathy and working on those characteristics and being led, um, that was my philosophy and still is to this day where my mindset was, if I can hone my ability to hear from the Holy Spirit, I could basically guarantee that everything else is taken care of because yes, he will direct right. me in every other element of my life. And so it's like, if there's one thing I can get good at, I'm going to dig into being led by the Holy Spirit. So Absolutely. I started consuming like Rick Renner's dynamic duo, John Bevere's Holy Spirit curriculum. Yeah. Rick Renner has a ministry of the Holy Spirit curriculum or not curriculum. It's like a four CD yeah. set. And I just started gobbling that up like crazy because I knew if I could get to a place where I'm led then anything else, it's like if I run into problems, all right, Holy Spirit, what do we need to do here? All right, Holy Spirit, what do we got going on here? Like what's what do I need to do? What do we need to do? And he'll be like, hey, you need to work on this. Hey, you need to work on that. So a single person or someone who's married and who doesn't have kids yet, what I'm hearing you say, or you can work on two things, mm -hmm. your leadership yeah. and your followership. Yeah, exactly. So if you work on those two things, you're going to be best prepared to Absolutely. hear from your father and mm -hmm. be the father Absolutely. you're called to be. I mean, we're yeah. just the conduit to some extent. You yeah. know what I mean? Like yeah. I'm the head of the house. I know I say that and that ruffles some people's feathers, you know, but I'm not really, you know what I mean? Like, and in my mind when I'm, and we used to have this funny discussion, like to me, the head of the house is just the one responsible when things go wrong. That's how I view it. Like, you know, when, when, when Eve ate, right. God went to Adam, dude, what's up? You know, yeah. like it wasn't like, yeah. Hey Eve, what did you do? It was Hey Adam, what's going on? Right. He went and checked in with Adam and Adam had to be like, yeah. Uh, yeah, my, uh, it was her, you know? And so <laughs> it's, to me, those are, that's exactly right. Yeah. You work on those aspects. Then when you step into parenthood, when you don't know, like, oh my gosh, you know, here's, I'm holding this brand new baby. What am I supposed to do? The Holy Spirit could just be don't like, Hey, listen, it. yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> <Step one. laughs> be careful, you know? And so, don't you know, push on the soft spot. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, totally. That's exactly right. <laughs> yeah. That's even I did that on accident. Do you ever have to defend like the, your olders yeah, from, yeah. yeah. Like, yeah. Don't push. Don't, no, no. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah um, Keanu became fascinated with Caden's soft spot. We're like, no, 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 no. Don't, 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 don't touch. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, I haven't, input on that question i'm not an expert but i am somebody who thought it would be a certain way and was proven wrong because mm -hmm. <laughs> i have two girls and so we know that love is a choice so by default love is laborious you know the labor of love mm -hmm. so a lot of times there'd be things like um where i would say like you know a kid would be screaming in a restaurant be like oh, i can't stand that and then in my yeah. mind i'd be like it'll be different when it's when it's my kids, because yeah. it's like yeah. bone of my, my bone, flesh of like my flesh. <laughs> and they're like yeah. poopy diapers, things like that. But like, guess what, man? Like, it still annoys me when it's my own kids. Poopy <laughs> diapers are still disgusting. Mm -hmm. So like the fact that if you, a lot of people deceive themselves going, oh, it'll be different because it'll be my own kid. No, yeah. it won't. Nope. So if you can't handle it now, yep. like it's going to be very hard to handle it when you're oh a my parent. Gosh. So like- I feel like it's worse yeah. because it's you that has to yeah. fix it, you know? Doing like, things like- <laughs> 
when if you say like, man, kids really annoy me, but you want kids, maybe you should spend time like <laughs> yeah. serving in the children's church yeah, or true. the nursery. Change a few people grow that aspect and understand that love, the labor of love is a is a legit thing. <laughs> right. yeah. It will always be laborious. It's a choice. Yep. So you're not going to be like overcome with this you know, these emotions. Oh my yeah. gosh, you're so beautiful. Even when you're pooping right yeah. now, yeah. it's totally fun. That's not when it's three in the morning, man. Nope. So we had know. a, we, we did the whole rock, paper, scissors yeah. thing and all, cause all the women went to the conference, right? So all the men were left with the baby nice. and we're like, um, all right, I guess who wants to Rochambeau me for this diaper, you know? Yeah. So um, don't fool yeah. yourself into thinking that it's going to be easier because it's your own kid. Yeah, it's true. I've actually crossed over now when they're screaming children in a restaurant or anything and then it's, they're not mine. I'm like, Oh, praise God. It's not my child. Like, like it doesn't bother me. I'm just like, I don't have to deal with that. I'm good. I could just enjoy. So I've kind of gone over to the other, the other end of the spectrum yeah. to where it's like, whew, it's not mine. We're good. Everything's fine. Um, I have another question. Um, this is seems to be up for debate. A, a lot of parents um, really want to be their kid's best friend. Mm-hmm. Um, I wanted to know what your thoughts on that. Obviously, yeah. you should be friends with your kids. Yeah, right. Um, but what what's the end goal? Being you know, leading them in a path of righteousness or being their best friend. I mean, it's it set you up you for an obvious answer. Yeah, but. no, no. I mean, I, it's a, actually, no, it's a, it's a funny, it's a funny thing that you said that. Cause I, I kind of felt like coming in here, I was trying to work out the verbiage on how to explain this graph concept. It's in the course. So you'll actually see it, but it's, so I saw this graph. I don't remember what book or curriculum, but when you start out, it, it basically, if you chart a graph, you know what I mean? And you have age over time, you know, their age. And then you have um, on the bottom is, um, let's see, it was authority. And on the top, it's influence. Then the you start with complete authority, right? They're, you know, Caden is seven months old. I'm in complete authority. Danielle is in complete authority over his schedule, his everything. I mean, yeah, he'll coax us with some, some cues and stuff. <laughs> yeah. But overall, we have the authority. And as you, as they get older, you need to start transitioning from authority to influence. Right. Mm. And, and so the older they get, so like you take Dorian, there's a transitional period that took place that said, okay, I'm no longer the authority. And it was funny because it was a little bit hard for him to take at first because he'd be like, the things that I was like, no, you absolutely cannot do that became, I don't know, you're an adult. You make that decision. Here's Mm. what I think about it. Here's how I would personally process it. But you're an adult now. You need to start making that decision. And there's this gradual transition to where you go from you're the complete authority to that influence. And I think that's where the things get muddy up. That question gets muddy because it's like, well, where, when am I their friend? Well, you're their friend throughout the whole process. I mean, like for the longest time, Kieran would say, you know, dad, you're my best friend. And But he, Kieran was in a position where he would say – like he would know when I would, it was kind of like your dad was amazing at this. It was like when, when he, I, and I used to watch this and actually he's the one I gleaned this from because when he's associate pastor, you respect and honor him as the associate pastor. But when he was on the worship team, he submitted to Brad's authority. Yes, and I yes. watched that and went, okay, so there's literally a way to communicate authority to say, Hey, listen, I am now under your, I mean, cause if you thought about the dynamic, the associate pastor was literally submitting himself to the worship pastor yeah. and saying, okay, like ultimately in this situation, 
I'm serving you. And so it's kind of the same mindset to say, okay, well, you know, Kieran recognized that when I, when we were friends, we were buddies, we were joshing it up. We were having fun. We were gaming together. We were friends. And, and dare I say, like he said, best friends at that point. But the minute that I put on that dad hat, he submitted to that and was like, okay, well, you know, and it, there wasn't right. that familiarity the to say, there. yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he recognized, oh, cute. he's using yeah. his dad voice. Let's, <laughs> yeah, okay, switch hats and and start to um, honor and respect that mm-hmm. that position that he's holding. Yeah. And so, if you can distinguish and make that different, you know, the, that distinguishing pattern to say, or that difference, I guess, to say, okay, when I'm your friend, I'm your friend, but just know that ultimately. I'm in charge of carrying this vision through. And I use this in our marriage all the time where I'm not the bad guy. If the vi- like when things are hard, if the vision is what we're trying to accomplish and something gets hard, I will constantly blame it on the vision. You know what I mean? Like yeah. it's kind of like if you're going to the gym and you're working out and there's that pain side of it. If you're trying to help your kids along that, you're right. like, listen, this pain will be worth it. I promise you, you're right. going to get right. the goals that you want, the dreams that you want. This is the hard part. So I'm very good at deflecting that like, uh, I think you need to do this with the older ones still kind of working on it with the younger ones, but I feel like you can balance that friendship as long as you know how to communicate. Hey, listen, you need to know that I'm in charge of seeing that this vision, it gets accomplished. And so I'm going to have to do everything I can because I'm called by God to do that. That's my job. And so when you're doing something that conflicts with that, it is my job to help you get back on track. And that's where the right. leadership comes in. Cause you think about it. If you're leading, you can be somebody's good friend and they can still be your leader. You know what I mean? You can still have that, that dynamic so long as you set the parameters ahead of time. So, I mean, I'm kind of more of, I will be your friend up until you're doing something that slows us down from accomplishing our vision. And now you have put me in conflict with this. You've put us in this situation by how you're acting. So now I have to make sure by, by what God's called me to do, I have to make sure that this gets carried out and you have now stepped in the way of that. I can no longer be your friend for this moment. And I think that if you understand, I'll just say this real quick, but if you understand the love languages, that's not, ever really a problem i think in his needs her needs they talk about like the love tank or the love bank or whatever yeah Yeah, if you're always making sure that they're in the positive then when you withdraw that that i have no i'm not your friend right now i have to make a withdrawal i have to discipline you and their tank is full it's not going to affect your friendship and your relationship so well i think like if you establish that yeah well before they're they reach an age of accountability it's not a shock yeah. When you're switching roles, I think what happens is a kid is allowed to do whatever they want. And then, oh, man. you know, they're a teenager and then you start bringing in hard, fast rules. Yeah. It's very hard for right. them to deal with. Right. Yeah. But I just feel like if you were to do that, like now you like it with my one year old. Yeah. Right. If, if I establish that pattern, it'll be all she knows. Right. Because I think intuitively they are programmed. That's maybe a bad word, but yeah, I know what you mean. To, <laughs> to receive that anyways, because I will literally correct her yeah and she's crying because she's hurt but is still coming to me right uh mm-hmm. to, to to be consoled even yeah. though i'm the one who corrected her absolutely so they're like hardwired to be corrected by yeah their parents and 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 receive love at the same time so i'm just thinking yep. like you know how crucial it is to establish yeah. that 
before they can start thinking for themselves. Absolutely. Um, right. Yeah, absolutely. Not, you're not you're not tricking them, but No, and I think if you and if you are a parent listening right now and you have a a child that's older and you've been doing it, let's say a different way and you haven't established that to me, it just goes back to, okay, well, let's establish the parameters. And that's where it's so important that the vision comes in because that becomes the, the glue, why you're doing what you're doing. So if I'm being authoritative in my parenting and they don't know why, then I'm just mean. Right. But if they understand that the reason I'm doing what I'm doing is because I'm just trying to obey God and get us over the finish line. And you're going to benefit from that when we get there. Right. It's no longer I'm the enemy. It's that I'm helping you. It's the same concept in disciplining. It's like, I'm trying to help you establish something that will benefit you in the future. So if you, if you've been doing it, you know, like where you, you've been their best friend or you've been just full on authoritative and you haven't really had that empathy that Daniel was talking about, then to me, I would just say, okay, well, you need to start establishing a, whether it's their love language, what's the best way that they can communicate and be like, learn to empathize where they're at. You know what I mean? Like where, where, what is it like to be in their minds right now? I, I heard a comedian say this. It was so funny. Um, He said that, um, you know, as parents, we don't often understand our children. And so like you've been, you you know, you go to a park or like say the Easter egg hunt and your kid's holding the balloon, right? And the balloon lets go and it goes (laughs) up in the air and they start having like this meltdown and the parents like they want to handle the external behavior, right? No, stop it. Blah, 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 blah. Knock it out. Stop screaming. It's just a balloon. And the comedian's like, I I got a way to figure out how to tie you into this. Let's, uh, let's tie your wallet up to that balloon. You will be right (laughs) alongside your child. No, no, you know and so i probably just set off all the compressors um and so um spoken from a true sound yeah Yeah, sorry about that but i mean that so it's like if we get good at like understanding where they're coming from and what the goal is we just become the conduit to say okay listen so i always I, i when i'm talking to parents and they ask those questions i'm always like hey listen just take them where you're at now and say, okay, this is what God's put on my heart. This is where we're going to, let's start getting the vision going, right? We're going to get this. This is what God's placed in your mom and I's heart or, you, you know, uh, your dad and I's heart. Here's where, here's where we're at. Here's where we want to go. And here's what's needed of every member to get there. And I need your help to help me get there. And this is where the leadership kicks in to say, okay, you need to have that influence to say, okay, now will you join us and help us get over there? Or are you going to fight us the whole way? Because yeah, here's, here's how, how you're going to benefit. Too. Yeah, exactly. And we tell that to our kids all the time. Listen, if you're, what you do on this earth matters, yeah. you know, that, that dash doesn't start when you're an adult. It starts when you're zero, when you're born yeah. basically. That's good. And when you go from born to, to, you know, moving on, so to speak, whatever was done in there is going to affect your eternity. Right. And if you're not really paying attention to that, if you're not helping the vision, uh, you know, this is going to get really difficult for you. And, you know, we've even gone as far as playing Athabel and giving them that picture to say, okay, yeah. well, which one do you want to be? <laughs> yeah. you That's know a good I mean? way to scare yeah. your children. Yeah. 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 <laughs> we, we did do that we a couple times. If, like, if you don't know, <laughs> Athabel is an allegory right. that's in a John Bevere book oh about driving, but driven by eternity. So and good. it's sobering. And the radio theater. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, radio Ooh, theater. That one's scary. So, yeah, I mean, I would just say start with your leadership. Start really depositing into your children now. And then you can start to curve that to where – they see you as a friend because you're just trying to help them through this journey and you're not trying to dictate because I said so. You're trying to say, hey, my job is just to move us here. If I don't do this, I'm accountable to God for it. And so 
I love you. You're, you're amazing. But at the same time, I'm not going to, you're not going to be the one that makes me go to God and say, sorry, my kid said I couldn't do it. So what is, can you guys share since you've mentioned vision a lot, if you're willing to, what's yeah. the vision of your family? family? Absolutely. So it started longer and then the Holy Spirit showed us how to condense it for kids. So for us, it's um, walking that every member is walking in the full love of God, that we have a deep, intimate relationship with him, that we fulfill our God given purpose as a family, as an, and as an individual, and that we have a godly influence and the way that we, we will say that to our kids, but then how we, you know, kind of simplify it, it is down, simplify into four it. words, love, intimacy, purpose, and influence. And so that is in essence, the stone family vision. And all our kids know that yeah. it's the vision of so the stone family. When it comes to making a decision, um, that may or may not uh, like affect the vision like like a lot. Mm-hmm. Like your kid being like, I want a PlayStation and right. I want to play Destiny. Right. How do you line that up with the vision and help them make a decision? So it's funny that you say that too because that's a good question. We actually have an entire video on what we allow in socially and what we allow in in media because that affects it to me. And and as funny as it sounds, and I mean, we would have to, it would take a lot longer to unpack, but I'm actually a lot more guarded and protected about um, association than I am about media. Because the media, so like, because uh, we homeschool, right? So the, the constant, when we started with the homeschooling, I'm public school, full blood all the way through. And Danielle was like 99% homeschooled. When we had Dorian, she was adamantly against homeschooling and I was adamantly against public school. (laughs) And so like we just had experiences that were like, no, I don't want to do this. I don't, you know, and sometimes with homeschooling, you feel inadequate. Like who am I to teach? I think that's where she was at. For me, I was like, no, I know what goes on there, you know. And I don't want this. And so, and that's not something against public versus homeschool, but like my mindset is always, I'm more going to guard against the association. And as a homeschool family, we don't like shelter, shelter our children. Like they're not like, like that's what she went through where her parents were very protective. And when she got into the world, right, we hear this with homeschoolers all the time. It's like, you get like an onslaught of the world all at once. Mm -hmm. So I kind of have like a drip method. Where yeah. we will in, like chip. right, yeah. and and we'll we'll in, we'll institute so they're not movies totally or video games. They come out, right? yeah. Whoa. yeah. So like, and we we'll institute it like a video game. So like, say Destiny, for example. When when that was actually one of the ones that got brought in, we were like, okay, well, I I'll vet it. I'll go through PluggedIn.com. I'll look at all the different a- um, aspects of it, and I'll say, okay, well, is this video game because. To me, the the little things can trip you up more than the big things sometimes. You know what I mean? Like, um, if you're looking at, like, something that's seemingly harmless, man, it could affect their attitudes. Like, bringing in video games. I watched with some of her brothers, like, younger brothers. They would, they would sit there and they would play. They would be in total, like, just total chill. They would play a video game that wasn't really that bad. And something triggered in their brains. And they would go, they would start picking on their other brother. And they just, like, all of a sudden it was like a switch. So I started guarding, I'll start praying about that and say, okay, if this starts affecting your attitude, that attitude is going to affect the vision. That's so good. I'm not. That's the connection I was looking for. Yeah. yeah. So I'm nice. not going to allow this in. And we've had like shows and movies and games where it was like on the outside. It wasn't like this like horrible, like demonic game or something. 
but I noticed that when they were playing it, it affected their attitude. And so then we cut it out of the picture. Yeah. And then other games that are like, okay, this isn't bad, like Fortnite, you know, it's like, oh, they don't, it affects his attitude, but not his. Okay. So he has to have it in smaller doses until he can get control <laughs> of that. Whereas he's a little bit more free to do what he can. Which comes back to developing that hearing from the Holy Spirit right, 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 and then exactly. how to lead that yeah. response yeah. back to the kids. It's my, so true. My question with what I'm hearing, and I'm just wondering, because I've, I've talked to them your kids and it sounds mm-hmm. like they're active even in helping develop this course. Yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. And that's part of the vision, yep. right? Yeah, absolutely. So naturally with working here and attending this church, an employee or someone who serves on a team, mm-hmm. they find a place that's like, that's the vision that I can hook up with yeah. and I go with that. Yeah. I feel like kids are just kind of born into it. So it's like, yeah. hey, you know what? I'm not sure if I want to be a part of this curriculum. It's like, <laughs> right. no, you're part of the vision. Yeah. 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 So <laughs> Exactly. Do you ever get kickback from your kids? Like, man, what am I, a slave? Like, I didn't choose this vision. Like, right. is this kind part of. of it? We just had. You choose to be born. We just had John <laughs> Grunewald on the. Uh, yeah. I, the, think if, I didn't finish that one yet, but no, I started it. But so. Jonathan asked. I'm not sure if it was in the discussion before or after, but they're missionaries and how his kids are all doing great things, but they're doing very different things. And he didn't want to push whatever they were doing. So how is it not this direct slave labor that you (laughs) might have? (laughs) That's a good question. But also like them developing their own, does that fit in the vision? How does that tension work? Yeah. So that's a good question. Um, You want me to answer that one? Um, I'll say one thing about that. Um, We are all about... (laughs) trying to help them find their calling. And that's part of our calling yeah. is to, we're watching, we're listening, we're seeing and getting in our spirits. I think there's something in that direction for this child. They're going to be headed down this. And so we will try to help them um, grow in that. Yeah. And it's, it's, so yeah, that's basically what we do is um, say, take the course, for example, that's part of the vision. And there's like this, what God kind of showed us years ago, I actually showed Pastor Mark and he was like, oh, okay. It's like this big old spoke wheel of things that we believe that we're supposed to accomplish and get done um, for the kingdom. And so what we're starting to see is actually pretty fun because there's elements. So for example, I'll just shoot this out and I know Kieran's going to listen to this and I'm like showing my hand. But um, <laughs> but so years ago, we knew with Livingstone Productions, which is like a different company from Families Built Strong, we knew that that company was going to someday in the future, God, uh, like we knew in our hearts that he was going to use that for like um, kind of animations and and like kind of what they're doing with Superbook and, and some of those um, like David, I think is a new video coming out, stuff like that. But we, I didn't say anything except for she knew about it and like maybe close friends. And out of the blue, Kieran starts getting like this, this burning desire to start digging into animation. And so we were like, well, maybe. And even at that, I'm not pushing it. I'm not seeing. I mean, now he finally hears, right? When he hears this, he had no idea. Get back, Karen. Sorry. Get yeah. ready, Karen. Here yeah, it comes. <laughs> suit up, man. No, I'm just kidding. So, so it became like this, okay, well, you know, for those um, for example, take right now. So we're in the middle of a podcast, right? Families built strong. Obviously we have other kids that need taken care of. So maybe you're not wanting to edit and maybe you're not wanting to be in the production side, but Hey, you're really good at looking after your brother and sister. Can you do that while we go and da, 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 da. Oh yeah, sure. I'll do that. You know what I mean? Like now all of a sudden it's playing to their strength and they're saying, okay, like Miley, she's amazing at taking care. I mean, they're all really good at like helping each other. Um, 
but Miley and Kieran, especially like they're the older ones. Miley's like the nurturing. She'll like take Caden and like, we don't see him for like hours and then she'll bring him back. Okay. He's hungry. Here you go. And so we just kind of like, take, it's more on us to take what we have in our vision and try to link it to their callings. You know what I mean? Yeah. To where they get a chance to grow and develop that. Cause a vision isn't necessarily specific actions you're doing. Right. It's a direction exactly. and right. an overshadowing right. of everything exactly. and what God specifically called on their heart. And ultimately their exactly. vision is, going to fit in that well and it does because it doesn't you look, take away right it will it only add to what god's exactly. ever going to put well, in their right. heart it's part of it because love intimacy purpose that purpose that's why we have it written that every member is fulfilling their god-given purpose individually and as a family so that right. in the vision is basically hey we're going to do this as a whole like a team and then you also we're going to help you accomplish that as best we can so this yeah. isn't a, like yeah. a, a take this is like hey you're helping us, but we're helping you. And it's kind of exactly. similar in church, right? You you come to be fed, but you also come to help be a light and, and to influence and help and, other people. Yeah. It's this mutual back and forth. It's kind of the same mentality. But I mean, we still get kickback. I mean, there's times where kids wake up and they just don't want to do anything. We're like that as adults, right? Yeah, so you still get yeah. the kickback, but it's in a different way, I guess. Well, that's good. And I, I think, you know, we are all hardwired to accomplish something yeah i mean even if there's days when we don't feel like doing anything right, right. so like even kids they want to do something yeah. or accomplish something and yep. so we so need to yeah. steer that in the right direction and i was just even thinking like um like just even in the animal kingdom we're not animals but mm -hmm. for sake of the parallel here right uh, every animal except maybe for a sloth, has tasks that they're doing. The mm -hmm. reason why dogs go crazy, domesticated dogs, is because we don't give them a task. Right. So, like, take a dog on a walk and put a backpack on that dog. Right. And all of a sudden, they have a job. Yeah. Right? <laughs> and they behave better. Like, I, I'm yeah. a witness to this. So, like, kids, yeah. too. Um, like, giving oh, them tasks. Like, having Absolutely. chores when yeah. I was a kid. Yep. I, I kind of didn't like it, but I felt really good when I – got all those check, you yeah. know, checked yep. all the boxes oh, and then I got rewarded for that yeah. with, you know, free time or yep. playing a video game or, or, or money. Yeah. Um, it was a big deal. Yeah. It is. So. You feel kind of important. Yeah. Like, <laughs> that's good. And they're all hard, yeah. hardwired like that to be like, I've noticed at least with ours, if there's not like a, a, an established schedule or if there's not mm -hmm. like a, an established goal, you start to see that casting off of restraint, right? Yeah. That yeah. wandering aimlessly and you feel it in the house because it's like, uh, and you're like, okay, like I have to reevaluate and we have to re-put, you know, I'm, I was tired this week. I apologize. I dropped the ball. Let's move forward guys. And, and you'll see that. And, and they are in such, they're in way better moods when they're accomplishing something. And yeah. so, yeah, I agree. Well, unless you have something else burning, we let's move to our wisdom of the day. Sure. Um, so we don't take up the entire afternoon. Right. Um, I'll jump in okay, right away. Go for it. Uh, first off, I know that conversation went long, but the amount of work and effort you yeah. put into this course, it wasn't going to be a 30-minute right. episode. <laughs> I know we're okay with that, and the listeners are okay with that. I really appreciated what I got out of it, and it really came from what you said because I don't have kids, and I know a lot of my friends don't have kids. Mm -hmm. But you said that you you know, thought of leadership, and you thought of hearing from the Holy Spirit, and just yeah. developing that leadership and followership. Yeah, and it's really a two-edged sword Man. that can really work in your favor. So that really spoke to me. Thank yeah. you. Um, I liked what you said when I asked about being your kid's friend, and yeah. you mentioned that graph of total authority transitioning into influence. Yeah, 
and understanding that it's not, well, what I, what I took away from it was it's not like um, only this and then there's a point where it's only this. Right. They're both mixed. Yeah. And if you add that mixture as they're growing up, they understand the, the roles that you have to play, right? Yeah. Father, but disciplinary or mother, but also a disciplinary. Yeah. Um, cause ultimately you're, you're guiding them because, uh, I've been on a, uh, you know, on a raft with a tour guide. They've been very friendly, but at the end of the day, their job is to get me down the river. Exactly. Right? That's a good illustration. Um, yeah. So that, that, that was very helpful. Yeah, for sure. That's good. Uh, I, I actually, I gotta say, man, I know I, I said it, but how you reworded it, like the, the following the Holy spirit, yeah. but also leading that dynamic that stuck in my head. Like I love the, the. I guess you could say contrast, but how it like, I just love the wording of that. Like when you said, it, I'm like, Ooh, I, I know you're just free to use it in the yeah, course. If you ever right? want to, yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's so good. Danielle. Yeah. Um, for me, I think it's just a good reminder to just go back to the question of why we exist as a family. Mm-hmm. What is our goal? Yeah. Why are we here? And just reestablishing the vision often for you and for your kids yeah. and where you're going. So. Yeah. Man, I think what we just did really wrapped it up. <laughs> Praise good. God. Yeah. No, that was great. Where can they find your curriculum? So it's fbscourse.com, Families Built Strong, the fbs.com. Yep. Um, and it has all the the information on there sign up uh if there's people wanting more details it has sample videos um like the i think it's the full-fledged video like we just took some of the examples in the course and like took a lesson and then just stuck it on the front page and i really want to reiterate that when they subscribe and pay the fee to get into this they're Mm -hmm. not just getting the course they're getting the community and what comes and develops from it right so it's a growing and living family about the family and it's funny we prayed about how to do that and that was the the area we wanted to go (laughs) it's the route we wanted to take to just kind of we had people saying like even like financial people saying no make it like a monthly thing or make it i'm like nah i just if it was up to me i would just give it away for free but we have to like make more you know stuff right it has to Mm. fund it so um we were like okay well this is what god's called us to do we're gonna we're gonna put it up there but at the same time i want it to be like we're not in it to sell courses we're in it to try and help god's kingdom and growing and exactly it's about influencing it is and 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 growing god's family exactly and being able to to kind of combat what the enemy's been doing with families and so yeah well, it is our practice to always let our guests pray us out of the podcast. So, would either one of you I mind say, doing that? Want to do this? Want me to do it? Yeah. Okay. All right, Father God, we just thank you so much for this time together to to um, discuss your word and discuss your plan and discuss your will for families. And we just thank you that we can take this information uh, to heart and begin to internalize it and apply it, and that it'll yes. be seed that grows uh, for generations and generations. And we just we thank you for. Um, your word and your truth and your goodness and and your vision, Father. And we just, we honor you for that. We give you glory, praise, and honor in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Well, thank you all for tuning in. That was a great conversation. Loved it. Make sure to check out fbs.com. fbscourse.com. Mm-hmm. If you're at our church, say hi to them and their eight kids. Last question. <laughs> Are you going to just go ahead and round up? Go to 10. Now we are done. We're done. 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 Like done. All right. <laughs>
<laughs> well, we're also done with this episode. So join us next time on the Sewing and Growing Podcast with J&J. &J.